Welcome into our In the Money podcast for Saturday, November 26th at Churchill Downs. It's their second Stars of Tomorrow card, so it's all two-year-olds. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Jim, let's jump into this in race nine. It's the Ed Brown Stakes, six and a half furlongs. Obviously, everything's for two-year-olds. Who did you like in there? Well, I narrowed it down to three horses. A couple horses that came out of the British Security at uh, at Keeneland did not run well there, but obviously have the back class. <coughs> excuse me to to be competitive here. And that's Frosted Departure for Kenny McPeak and Powerful for Steve Asmus. And uh, probably like Powerful a little bit better simply because it's only his fourth career start. Where Frosted Departure's already got six career starts as a two-year-old. So um, I'm going to just draw a line through the British Security. Powerful was hung out in the 13 hole of that race and never really got to run at all, was never in the race, probably just <clears throat> counted as a workout. And so I'm going to I'm gonna take Powerful in here. I'm also going to use Mr. Bob for uh, Falcone and uh, Louis Saez. Saez takes him out back after uh, this colt broke his maiden at Keeneland pretty impressively, about five and a half in a $150,000 maiden claimer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, ironic thing about Mr. Bob, Nick Zito, their old friend, is having a really tough year. He's old for 2022, and he had Mr. Bob for uh, Bob LaPenta back in Saratoga, and they put him in for 75000 got claimed, and he won for 150 and now he's in the stakes race. So that's the way Nick Zito's year has yeah. been going. So uh, that, that was probably one of Nick's better horses this year. And this horse... Uh, Certainly capable off that last race at Keeneland, so uh, I'm interested in that horse as well. I'm going to use three and pick four, but uh, I'm going to say powerful is my top pick. I think that one's the one to beat. Uh, it's a horrible post last time, and then the 275 buyers on the previous two races. But I did try to beat him with Bourbon Bash. I saw this horse when he won at Saratoga and was just really impressed. And this is a, a softer group than what he's been facing. And then the other thing I liked is a really sharp work. I think it was uh, second best of the day uh, for Bourbon Bash. He's got some speed. So uh, for the coach, Wayne Lucas, I took that one on top with Powerful. And I'm actually just going to stop there on my pick four ticket and go with one of those two. Um, Tenth race is the Golden Rod for Phillies at a mile and a 16th. I think Hoosier Philly looks awfully tough to beat in here. She romped in her two-turn debut there at Churchill. Uh, Tom Amos wanted to run her in a uh, stake that day and uh, wasn't sure if she was going to get in, so they just went ahead and ran her in the spot that they did. But uh, I think he's very, very high on this filly. Uh, if you want to try to beat her, American Rocket is a Billmont trainee that is stretching out for the first time, certainly could improve. Pure Pauline from the Pletcher Stable. Uh, Black Forest. Ran a uh, 74 buyer last time out, the 5. The 10, Defining Purpose, had a 71 in her second start. But I like Hoosier Philly a lot in the Golden Rod. How about you? The only question I have about Hoosier Philly is, did she move up last time on a sloppy track? I mean, she was very impressive in her maiden breaker. Um, but then she caught a sloppy track. Went off at even money last time out and won for fun. Only seven horses in there. She was on the inside, got a perfect trip. But I, I agree that she's, you know, she's the real deal, and she's probably going to be the favorite in here. I'm going to use another uh, into mischief filly called Pretty Mischievous on the inside for Gaffione and Brendan Walsh. This filly's won two straight, and she also moved up on the slop last time out, but she didn't really run as good a buyer 
as she did in her maiden race, uh, a 73 versus a 69. She went off at less than two to five last time out. So those two fillies, uh, obviously, have been no surprise. They've both been heavily favored in their first two races, and it's a logical move up to the Goldenrod. I'm going to use American Rockette, as you mentioned, for Belmont, just because it's Belmont. And this filly ran in the Frisette and the Spinaway, two grade ones at Saratoga and Aqueduct. And if you look at who she's been running against, <laughs> she's been running against the best two-year-olds out there. Leave No Trace, Wonder Wheel, who came back and won the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile Phillies at Keeneland. Um, and then You're My Girl and Chocolate Gelato. Chocolate Gelato also ran the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. So uh, American Rockette is faced much, much stronger than the other two horses that we picked. So I'm going to use all three of them in the pick four. The 11th race, third leg of the pick four, <laughs> is the male counterpart to the Goldenrod. It's the Kentucky Jockey Club, mile and a 16th also. And where did you land in this one? I thought this was a two-horse race. I, I did I did include Curly Jack, the one horse, simply thinking that there may be a, a pace meltdown and it, and it sets up for him, uh, similar to the Iroquois, uh, when he ran down uh, a couple of other favorite horses. Uh, he came back to earth in the British Cup Jubal, but he, he was in contention at the top of the stretch and Faded to fifth, got beat 12 links by Forte and K-Rock. But uh, I'm going to use Curly Jack, but I think um, my, my top pick in there is going to be Instant Coffee. 85 buyer to break maiden, and they, and they took him right to the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile where he ran a decent fourth to Forte. Uh, he was not, uh, you know, obviously Forte and K-Rock were, were far ahead of the, of the crowd, but uh, I thought Instant Coffee uh, – Ran well uh, and went off at seven to one off a maiden win in that race. So, uh, Brad Cox, Luis Saez takes them out back. Uh, I think Instant Coffee is going to be the favorite here. And if I were singling in the pick four, I would probably single Instant Coffee, but I'm going to use Curly Jack in case there's a pace meltdown. And then I'm also going to use Freedom Trail, uh, who's moving from turf to dirt. And these two year olds sometimes, we saw that at Keeneland. Uh, turf to dirt is not a bad move for these two-year-olds, and uh, obviously, um, uh, Giroux takes this for Terranova, and uh, there's obviously some turf, some dirt breeding there, and that would not surprise me. But I'm gonna think Instant Coffee is gonna be the heavy favorite in here. Yeah, I like Instant Coffee too for all the reasons that uh, you mentioned. Uh, Cyclone Mischief is another one I'm gonna include for Dale Romans. Just off how impressive the horse was winning off by five and a change in the first time around two turns. Curly Jack, two for two at uh, Churchill is a nice plus. Uh, Freedom Trail. And then just because Kenny McPeak uh, does great work with two-year-olds stretching out and uh, seems to always uh, bring a, uh, a good group of horses to fire for this last weekend of the Churchill Fall Meet, I'm going to use his two horses on my pick four ticket, Dennington and Hayes Strike, although I, I think they're uh, a notch below the best ones in here. But like you, I've got instant coffee on top. The 12th race is a maiden race at seven furlongs. I took Gun Pilot, a first-timer from uh, Asmussen, a uh, horse's by gun runner who's been uh, off to a great start as a sire. Um, the 11 Mobster is from Mark Cassie's barn and showed good speed in the debut and then faded. Uh, Itzos is a half to Rachel Alexandra for Alexandra for Paulo Lobo. Uh, seven is Pinfire for Tomlinson. Doesn't have great numbers with first-time starters, but can fire. Uh, I'm going to go deep in here. Midnight Pearls, uh, or Midnight, can't remember what I've written down here. Anyway, it's, it's the five horse for Calhoun. Um, at, uh, Midnight Pranks. 
pranks. pranks. That's it. I didn't finish out writing it. Midnight pranks. Uh, Calhoun can do good work with two-year-olds. Talladega was favored in the debut for Rudy Brissett. And then King Dioro, I'm just going to include because it's Pletcher. If I'm going that deep, I'm not going to let Pletcher beat me. So I'm going to go, you know, deep. If you uh, if you like the ticket that I give out, then you could just spend a little more and go all in the last leg. I'm going to stop to keep the budget down a little bit and uh, go seven deep in the last leg. How do you see race 12? I agreed with you until you got past the first three horses. Uh, I think the first three horses get you through this leg. Um, I think Gun Pilot is a logical choice. I don't like the 12 hole. But I like Gunrunner, first-time starters, and he's proven time and time again that he's uh, he's the real deal as a sire. So this one's well-bred and probably well-meant. I'm surprised they haven't gotten him to the races already, though. Uh, Mobster is the best of those that have run, a 56 buyer at Keeneland, and went off at 6-1 to one in his debut. And it's those for Lobo and Corrales, as you mentioned, a half to Rachel Alexandra. Uh, Paulo Lobo is 20% first-time starter, and, he, and when he's with Corrales, they're 23% overall. So I'm going to use those three, and I, I'm, I'm going to stop there. I, I think those three, uh, I got the best horse, the best, you know, Bobster is the best horse of those who have run. Um, I got Gunrunner, and I got Paulo Lobo. I think I'm good, those, those, three, those three of that last race. So how are you structuring your pick four ticket for the Saturday two-year-old card? Yeah, mine's only twenty-seven dollars. Uh, I went three-four-five with one-three-four, with one-eight, with six-eleven-twelve. So that's a twenty-seven-dollar ticket. I just don't think I think there's a couple of favorites that are going to slip through there, and I don't want to spend a whole lot more than that. Uh, now, if we're wrong, if I'm wrong, and you're right about the last race being wide open, it, it can pay better. But uh, I'm going to stick with my small twenty-seven-dollar ticket. I'm going to go just a little more, $42, a little less than we typically uh, give out on these. Uh, and I, uh, I'm going to just use two and five in the first leg, single Hoosier filly. So then I can go deeper in the last two legs. So two, five with four, with one, three, six, seven, eight, nine, with two, three, five, six, seven, eleven, twelve. So that's two by one by six by seven. And that's $42 for 50 cents. And can't remember, I didn't have your picks written down last week. I actually uh, hit the pick four for $116 on a $62 ticket uh, when uh, my single war campaign came home in the last leg. So um, I hit I hit the pick four. I bet it myself, and I actually hit it twice because I had a scratch. So uh, I, I believe I gave it out as well. Good. So we made the folks a little money to now uh, go a little heavier on this uh, closing weekend at Churchill Downs. Uh, some great racing with these two-year-olds. It's always fun. And uh, you see some future stars come out of this. Uh, For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach, and that's the In the Money Podcast for KeenanSelect.com.